to another episode of the Dreamer's Manual podcast. Today I'm bringing you Rochelle and a conversation all about metrics. And what I really love about this conversation is that no matter where you're at in your business, no matter where you're at in your journey with metrics, I think you're going to walk away with something valuable from this episode. We cover everything from how to get started tracking your metrics, what to track, how to think about the numbers, as you're looking at them coming in, how often you should look at your numbers, UTM codes, and a whole lot more. Now, for those of you who haven't had a chance to meet Rochelle, she's a rural Kansas native currently living in Colorado with her husband, daughter, and their two dogs. Rochelle's an operations manager specializing in all things Google Analytics, metrics, and data. She helps business owners make factual and numbers-based decisions in order to scale and grow their business and hit their goals. Rochelle's an Enneagram 8 who loves to challenge the industry norm, and she loves to create custom targets based on your business needs. In her free time, you can find Rochelle hiding in her craft room, working on DIY home projects, or hiking her way through Colorado. When she and her husband have a babysitter, you can also find her on a patio drinking margaritas and eating tacos, a gal after my own heart. Now, Rochelle has an amazing freebie that you'll want to check out. It's a social media tracker and you'll be able to find the link in the show notes below. You can also find her at her website, Facebook, Instagram, all the places. Just check out the links and it'll take you right there. I know some people might be nervous about this episode. It is meaty and has information, but I think it's also really accessible and I just love it. So on to the show. Rochelle, I cannot wait to nerd out with you today all about numbers, metrics, all the good things. I can literally nerd out for, with this like all day long to the point where my brain will hurt, <laughs> <laughs> which does happen pretty often. You're one of the people that I've been lucky enough to meet in real life after working with them in this space. And it was such a treat. And I really can't wait to share your expertise with people. And also I really just wanted to hang out with you some more. Honestly, I feel like there should be this caveat in this freelance space that if you meet somebody in real life that you normally only see like on a zoom meeting, you will want to move to their state so you can have coffee with them every single day. (laughs) Does that mean you're moving to Alaska or am I moving to Colorado? (laughs) Well, we've already talked about how Colorado is crazy with their weather, but I I don't know. I'm, I'm up for Alaska and seeing some moose walk through my front yard. (laughs) I think he'd like it here. Yeah, I think I would. Or we could just all move somewhere warm like Florida and just, you know, migrate. I will meet you in Florida next week. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) It's on. (laughs) Yeah. So I would love for you to share for those of you that haven't had the pleasure of meeting you either online or in real life. What is your journey to this online space and what are you doing now? Yeah, this journey is honestly the the craziest thing I've ever done in life. And I never thought that this would actually happen, but it did. So I have been in this online space for actually a year 
in February. So I guess it's been a year. So I was in the corporate world. I worked in insurance for like three years. And then I had my daughter and I was on maternity leave and decided to build this business because I didn't want to go back to work. I wanted to stay home with her. So that's how I kind of got started as a virtual assistant. Julie, you actually hired me on for like my third client. I had two other clients before I had the pleasure of meeting you. So you definitely helped me reach my goal to get me to not go back to corporate. So yeah, so I've been doing that for about a year or so. And then funny thing is, you actually introduced me to this world of like Google dashboards and analytics when you were like, Hey, I have this project if you want to try it. Yeah. (laughs) And that really opened up this wormhole, (laughs) which is what Google analytics really is. (laughs) Forgot that you've only been in this space for a year because I always tell people, and I've stolen this from Sarah No Kid, but the online space is like dog years. You know, you just, it, really is. it goes so fast. Like every year in this space feels like seven years in corporate, just because things can change and people can pivot. Businesses can pivot, but you can also pivot your services so quickly. Yeah, exactly. I had my daughter in November of 2020 and I was supposed to return back to work in April, 2021. And the day that I was supposed to return, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> and so in a matter of really four months is how long it took me to meet that corporate income goal so that I could quit. And I, I've been lucky enough to work with all of those clients still today, a year later, but I've been able to pivot my services that I offer to them, you know, from starting to just managing somebody's inbox to now like, fully implementing Google dashboards <laughs> and like yeah. diving into numbers for them. So it's just crazy how, how your role changes so fast. And I'm so excited you agreed to be here today because I think that in this space, especially people come from all different backgrounds, right? And so we're all just doing the best we can. And some people might come from a very corporate background where they understand the importance of keeping track of things in their business. And some people just start out and things really take off and you have to go back and create some of the foundations. And so I think the conversation about numbers and metrics is one that people don't have enough. They might be intimidated by the subject. They might be embarrassed even to have somebody come in and work something up for them because they don't ever feel comfortable showing anybody quote their number. So I wanted to talk today about metrics and, you know, from the basics, like what you should be tracking and why you should be tracking them all the way to really like use case scenarios and how these can impact your business and your bottom line every single day. Yeah, definitely. So let's start with why you should track metrics in your business. And maybe the question right before that is what are metrics? Yeah. So simply put, I mean, metrics are how you define how well your business is performing. So you can think about how many followers do you have on Instagram? How many people are liking your Facebook posts? How many people are like subscribing to your email list? Those are all metrics that you want to look at to actually see how well you are performing and you should track metrics because 
And I think I I'm taking this also from somebody else that I heard this from. You can't call yourself a six figure business. If you don't even know where those numbers are coming from, because you could be, you could make six figures this year, but if you spent $10,000 on Facebook ads and it got you zero traffic, then you wasted money. So those are just things that you want to look at if you really want to perform as a six-figure business. Or even if you want to hit like a certain income goal, you need to figure out where your numbers are coming from to help you get there. Absolutely. And don't get me down the rabbit hole where people talk about having a six-figure business, but they might be profiting zero dollars or you know five hundred dollars a month. And somebody who maybe makes less gross revenue is actually taking home more net revenue than, you know, somebody who promotes these, these numbers out there. So I think there's no shame. It's like, if that's what you're doing or that's what you have going on, there's ways to tweak and fix that. Like there's a success that's coming from those numbers coming in, but also I think they're unscrupulous people in every industry. And if you're talking about your gross numbers without actually talking about profit, then I personally just tune it out. Because if you can't share with your audience what your your profit numbers are, then I think there might be more to the story. Yeah. And I mean, even to go along with that, metrics aren't just numbers that you're pulling to your website. Even if you want to take Google Analytics out of it, if you are spending I don't know, $30,000 on software for the year, but you could utilize one program versus the other, then you need to look into those as well. So those are other things that you can track that kind of go along with the metrics just to kind of see overall what what are you even doing with your business? (laughs) Where are these numbers even coming from? So let's start with somebody who either wants a foundation or they just are haven't started tracking numbers in their business yet. What are you recommending that people start tracking first or what are the most important things to start looking at? Yeah, I think it's really important to note that Google Analytics is free. So you don't have to pay for anything to set it up and it's really easy to set it up for your business. So once you do have that added to your Google account. There's really simple things that you can track like page views. If you have sales pages, like who's actually hitting your sales page, where are they coming from? So different sources that they come from the bounce rate or like how long are they actually spending on your website? I've seen a lot of people who have like a 20 seconds on your work with me page. Like why, why are they only spending that amount of time on there? If you're spending all this time putting in like a blog, how many people are actually looking at your blog? So those are different things you want to look at to really make your time more valuable and just making sure that you're not putting effort somewhere that no one's really looking at. (laughs) So you're saying that if somebody has a website that you definitely recommend that they start looking at things on their website and seeing like what needs to be tweaked where your sources of referral traffic. What if somebody doesn't have a website? I know as an OBM, I have lots of spreadsheets and there's Airtable, but you know, there's Google Sheets too. If somebody was just going to start looking at numbers and take the website out of it for a minute, are there other things that you'd also like them to look at? 
Yeah. You, so you don't have to use Google analytics. I mean, that analytics would be more for a website. If you wanted to look at, let's say you're just your social media in general and who's hitting like your Facebook page, Instagram page, you can create like a Google sheet spreadsheet and that can be translated into a dashboard so that you can easily see these different numbers, like followers versus who's like where people are actually coming from, who's actually liking your posts, which posts are they liking? You can track all of that without analytics and you can just use a a simple spreadsheet, which I think most people have, you know, some sort of idea how to use a spreadsheet. So those are easy ways that you can do it without bringing analytics in. And it's a great thing too, if you do have a team member, like if you have a virtual assistant and you don't have this set up, then it's a perfect thing to delegate, not only someone to create, you know, the spreadsheet, but also to pull in the numbers and have a recurring task that they're pulling these numbers on a regular basis. And I think we cannot stress enough that if you are tracking any numbers in your business, you have to have a recurring task or a time in your calendar that's set to actually look at and review these numbers. Mm-hmm. I typically recommend, you know, I see a lot of social media managers who say they only pull numbers at the end of the month when in reality, you should really pull those numbers every single Monday for the week prior. Because if you posted, say you posted something on a Tuesday and the next Tuesday you were going to post something really similar, but it didn't perform well. That's just a way that you can kind of tweak when you're posting things, the type of content you're posting, and you can see it on a week by week basis rather than forgetting what you even did for the entire month. If you're only pulling it monthly. Absolutely. And also if you have goals, so I've set up spaces in ClickUp where there's certain goals for number of sales calls per month, for example. So somebody's coming in on your lead pipeline and the goal is to have a certain amount of sales calls or land a certain number of clients if you have open spots. So looking at certain numbers like that weekly to see where you can make an impact for your monthly goal is important and not just look at it once a month and say, oh, well, we didn't meet our goal this month, but you can do proactive actions in the meantime, if you're tracking it. Yeah. Like a good example would be if you showed up on Instagram stories this week and you had like a skyrocket, like amount of inquiries for the week, but then next week you don't show up on stories. Nobody's really like taking the time to engage with your content And then if you do the following week, if you decide to get back up on stories, you can kind of start to see a pattern and a trend and see what you should be doing as a business owner to make sure that you are, you know, using all of your efforts to actually engage with your audience and bring in new business. Absolutely. And so let's talk about how, because there are going to be people who are saying like, listen, we all only have so many hours in the day, right? Sometimes I get frustrated when I hear these morning routines or like these must do lists. It's like, you must 
let's say exercise 30 minutes a day and meditate 15 minutes and drink all your water and have quality time with your kids and your husband, but you also have to have free time for self-care. And And you also need to stop drinking caffeine at 3 p.m. Well, how do you expect me to do everything on my list if I can't have caffeine after three? (laughs) Right. In box zero. And so now we're saying, yeah, and and you also need to pull in some number reports and look at those weekly. When in reality, there are probably people who aren't doing a lot of things that maybe they should, quote unquote, for their business. So. I think for me, talking about real life examples always helps because I like those concrete examples. And I think about those when I'm making decisions on a day-to-day basis about what I, where my time is going to make the most impact. So what would you say to people who have some of those numbers and they might not have looked at them for a very long time ever? Well, you know me, Julie, I'm an Enneagram eight. And my first thing they just stop. (laughs) Stop complaining. (laughs) Okay. So here's the thing you can, there's so many ways that you can do this, but once you set this up that I think that's the hardest part is just getting your account set up, your spreadsheet set up, your dashboard set up. Once you have that, a lot of it's going to be automated for you. So if it's not automated, if it's not like something that you can just peek into for five minutes of your day, then you can look at outsourcing. A virtual assistant is a really great resource that you can put this a task for them. It's easy. Also, if you are, say you are just looking at like your social media metrics, you're on social media anyways. I can guarantee you are spending 10 minutes in the bathroom and you are looking at your phone. There is an insights page on Instagram that you can easily just pull up and take a look at. I mean, it's, it's things that we are already wasting time on. So make it a little more valuable, even me. And I don't like, I don't have a whole lot that I'm managing. There's, I'm not managing like a launch for myself by any means or an email list or this or that. I'm just looking like, Oh, who checked out my Instagram stories this week? Or how did that reel perform? versus this one. Those are really simple things that you just, you can look at and it's very intuitive. Like you don't need all of this fancy equipment to look at it. You can just see it on your phone. Yeah. And let's talk about people who do have opt-ins or who do have a funnel into an offer course. You can really use these numbers then to look at where people are coming in from And where people might be falling off because you might have really strong engagement in a funnel up to a certain point and people click there and then they're gone or you lost them or a certain email in a sequence. You might have really good open rates and maybe even some click rates and then people are dropping off. And if you look at these numbers, I tell my clients, it makes those decisions a lot easier for you because instead of just spinning your wheels and coming up with all these ideas Maybe I need a new opt-in. Maybe I need to do this. If you look at the numbers, you could say, oh, I need this and this, or I'm going to tweak this and see if that makes a difference. And then you're able to track that very quickly and easily. So it saves you time, in my opinion, on the back end. And it also saves that time and effort from your team if you can use these numbers as information and make decisions based on that. Yeah. I mean, if you have a launch coming up for 
some sort of offer that you have and you're looking at different ways that you want to promote it. So say you're promoting like on Instagram, you're promoting on Facebook, just in Facebook groups, like maybe you have your own group, but then you're also paying for somebody to do Facebook ads and then somebody to do Pinterest. So you're looking at all these different platforms and then you can take a look at the numbers from each of those and see what is really performing. You can post the exact same thing on every single platform and maybe Pinterest is just blowing it out of the water. It's performing the best. Whereas Instagram, like two people clicked on your link. So looking at that as you're preparing and going for your launch, you can see where you want to put your efforts into. And that's just a matter of setting up a dashboard to filter in all of those numbers for you. Yeah. And let's talk about a maybe more sensitive topic with contractors and working in this space. But one thing that I like to do on teams that I'm on is, especially when I'm first coming on, is have everybody's hours on the team and a breakdown of what they're doing because I will never, ever be a micromanager. I'm not saying this task took you 30 minutes. It should have taken you five minutes. What I am saying is, and what I have said is we have a contractor who's spending eight hours a month accepting people into a Facebook group. And there's an automation that can do that for her that will cut down this part by seven hours. So now you have seven hours freed up for a team member that can pour into other aspects of the business that need their time and energy. So I think if you have team members, it could be really valuable even to have a fresh set of eyes if you're bringing somebody on in a management type of role to look at where they're spending their time and what's really making an impact that's closest to the money or can take more stuff off of your plate by just adding in a few simple tech tools or software automations that can drastically impact a lot of pieces. Like, you know, it's a ripple effect. Yeah. 100%. I mean, all of this to say with metrics and data and analytics, like it all starts within the operations of your own business. So looking at those different aspects of, you know, what is each team member spending their time on? And it's not even to say like they're wasting their time, but Maybe you have two team members and one is doing Pinterest work and one is doing all the social media work. If that one person who's not doing well with Pinterest and it takes them a lot longer to understand it is doing it, why don't you outsource? Like, why don't you move them around? You can just move tasks between contractors to make sure that everyone's time is being utilized in the best way. And it'll give you like a sense of, you know, what else can these team members do for us? Because maybe you hired somebody for one thing and then you find an easier way to do it and you can find something else that they can take care of. And I see that pretty often. Yeah. I would love to hear your advice for people about how to know what the numbers mean. And so for example, somebody could do what you say and say, okay, I'm going to track the numbers for my opt-in. So I'm going to look at the numbers for my page and I see I have a 40% conversion rate on my opt-in. Okay. If you don't have any understanding of if that's good, quote unquote, or not good, 
you don't know if you should focus your area improving that number or if you should focus your area on getting an impact somewhere else in your business. So when you think about, like you talked about bounce rates, somebody could look and and say, okay, my bounce rate is 20 seconds, but I have no clue what that, what that even means. By the way, 30 to 40% for a conversion for an opt-in is a good rate. And so I think most people would say at that point, leave it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of it's going to come down to what you want your business to do for you, because this is what I hate the most about being in this space is that too many business owners want to try to do what other business owners are doing. So everybody wants to follow some sort of trend that has been set by who knows who, and you're just following it because another business owner is doing it. So I would say, ignore that first, (laughs) stop following the leader, become your own leader. And think about what do you actually want your business to do for you? So say you are now a branding designer, you do brand design work, you do, you've started creating websites using these different designs. You just started an email list. You just started a blog and your overall mission for your business, you want to bring people to your website. You want to bring them to your opt-in list and you just want to have conversations with them because potentially you want them as a client. So if that's the goal, look at how many people you're actually bringing in. Say you have like a hundred people on your email list. I mean, if you just want 20 people to open your emails and you've hit that goal, then you're doing amazing because that's the goal that you set for yourself. I don't know like why we set this industry standard, just do what you want your business to do for you. And I think a lot of people have a hard time swallowing that. (laughs) Preach all day long. I think the Enneagram eight in me is like, cause I'm a wing eight and it's just cheering. I think that's where I get all of the, the people I want to work with too are very much like, let's do our own thing and try it out and see how it goes. Because I could, and if you have doubts about this, I could give you examples all day long of people who have sent out two emails for a launch and set a target and very lightly held it and didn't make it a stressful thing, didn't make it this massive thing that required all the hours from their teams and had a very high revenue generating launch. Like if we're looking at that in terms of like success for numbers or, you know, for the early adopters who are taking their courses off of video platforms and putting them on audio platforms. Right now, for a lot of audiences, that's converting extremely well. So I think there's, if you just look, there's so many examples of people who are are doing that. And I also want to say again, and maybe, you know, this is sort of like churning up a point that's already been made, but there are agencies that are saying they're making certain numbers and solopreneurs are making more take-home pay than somebody who's managing a big agency with a lot or a big team with a lot less stress, a lot less hours. And in this space, sometimes people wouldn't look at that as successful because they don't have those outward, the flashy things that, and maybe they're not even talking about it, but it never hurts to have that reminder to tune into yourself and what works for you, your family, and you know what feels right in your business and go with your gut always. 
Exactly. I have this mindset that there's, there's literally no rules in life because I was told I need to get a four-year bachelor's degree and then I need to go work in corporate. And that is the only way that I will have a successful life. And I said, screw it. I'm going to leave all of this behind and I'm going to create my own business. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to wing it. And I did it. And I, I don't even know like what sort of expectations I set for myself. I just said, I'm going to do what makes me happy and I'm going to do enough to get my family to where I need them to be. And that's what I did. So I don't know why as business owners, we think that there's this standard of success that we have to meet to have a successful launch or a successful product out there. I mean, to me, if you even put yourself out there in the first place, that's success in itself. If you launched a online product and you had one sale, like that is successful because one person believed in you to do it. So if you want it to be more than that, then let's look at the numbers and figure out how to do it. So I think to bring the point back around to say that if you're looking for insight into your numbers and what is like, quote, a good number versus where there could be some improvement, first, if it's you look at the source of where that advice is coming from and hold that lightly, maybe, right? Because somebody might think that a certain percentage conversion on a sales page is amazing. And some people, somebody might say something totally different, but look at the information that's out there. I'm a big fan of Google. So if you're not sure, you know, what a target or a goal could be, or something is quote, good or bad, you can use that as a resource. You can use, you know, hire somebody like you and use that as a resource Mm -hmm. and just know that the numbers are an indicator, but you get to choose what they mean and what you're doing with them. Yeah. And that's really all it is. It's, it's just a number to tell you what is happening in black and white. This is what's happening on your website. So what do you want that number to mean to you and what do you want it to do going forward? So should we drop in a quick conversation for, I would call this like metrics 2.0 about UTM codes? I love UTM codes and you know, to be honest, I haven't worked with them as much as I want to from my standpoint, because I'm not really the type of person that is implementing them. It's just not my job role. But basically for those who don't know, a UTM link is a customized link that you can use to help you find exactly where your traffic is coming from. So say you have like a page to a blog post and you want to know like how somebody got to that blog post. So if you posted it on Facebook and LinkedIn, you want to know like, how did they actually arrive to that blog post? The UTM link is a specialized URL that we use on the back end to help us determine exactly how somebody got to the blog post. So UTM links can also be tracked in your Google analytics. So you can see that very clearly when you're pulling the data and it's just a more pinpointed way to find out where traffic is coming from. And how would somebody, if they're interested in this, how would they get started with UTM links? So UTM links, I mean, it is like putting code into a link. So it's not, 
I mean, the concept of a UTM link is very easy to understand. Actually making them can be a little harder. There are lots of resources out there that can help you build a UTM link. I also offer helping you set up UTM links if that's something that you want to do, but they do have specialized components within that URL. Typically it's a pretty long URL that you would use to, you know, help direct the traffic, but it's just something that you would need to create on the back end. And once it's created, I mean, I've seen really cool ways that the team can generate and track UTM links, including, you know, formulas in Airtable where you could just type something in and it generates that link for you. And then you're pulling in information and tracking it. So the setup might be intimidating if somebody is not familiar with it, but also once it's set up, it can be a really easy machine that can be used in your business. And it's not like you have to put on your like special uh, nerdy coding glasses every time you want to create a link for your business. Exactly. If it's something that you want to use consistently, then having, I mean, you could use the Airtable, you could use a Google sheet to set it up for it to basically automate and formulate this URL that you can use. So once you have something set up that you can use it, then it's really easy to create every single time. So now that we have converted people and the people that are listening, the ones who are not tracking anything want to, (laughs) the ones that are tracking things that aren't looking at them, will set a recurring task in wherever they need to, or a calendar note or something that says, look at these numbers. Is there anything else you want to share with people about using these metrics or using metrics in their business at all? Yeah, I would say there's, I mean, numbers are are super overwhelming. I get it. I'm not a numbers person. Fun fact about me, I failed every accounting class, math class that I took in college. Um, it's actually how I met my husband <laughs> because he helped me pass those classes. Uh, I also failed all of my like Microsoft Excel courses that I had to take as a business major. So it's really funny to see where I am now. But the easiest thing that you can look at as a business owner, if you want to ignore everything that we talked about today, my one thing that I would say is to get Google Analytics set up. And if you don't look at anything else, look at your source medium traffic. And you can find that. I'm I'm looking at Google Analytics right now, so I can tell you the exact path how to get there. You would go to the acquisition, all traffic, source medium. From there, you can see how people are getting to your website. So if they come from Facebook, if they come from Instagram, if they come from a podcast episode, you can see all of that on there. And then you can figure out where you want to put your efforts in next and, and kind of build a game plan off of that. Absolutely. And it's all about, we have the same amount of hours in a day as Beyonce. <laughs> and so you want to leverage the time that you're spending. So if in your mind, you're spending a lot of time on X, but really when you are able to just do some very small amount of research and digging, the most impact is coming from why you can switch your focus there and make what you're doing more impactful, save yourself time, generate more income. All of that can come from just taking a few minutes to look at these types of things. And the best thing is nothing is concrete. So if it doesn't work this month, change it next month. Like you don't have to have a game plan set in stone. 
If you want to try to push Facebook this month, if you want to push Instagram next month, do it. Why not? There's no rules. (laughs) (laughs) No rules. I like that. No rules. I don't know like if everybody would agree that there's no rules, but I don't think there's any rules in life. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) (laughs) That's that seven coming out. (laughs) Yes. It's like that seven Enneagram seven plus eight. It's a deadly combination because it's like, let's have fun. And there's no rules. It's funny because you're a seven wing eight and I'm an eight wing seven. So like if we were really, if we had time to go to a coffee shop together, I feel like we could really do some damage. (laughs) It would be trouble with a capital T. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All of our, our clients would kick us off their teams. So now that we've shared about metrics, UTM codes, and all the good things, there are going to be people that are going to say, that's great. I want an expert to implement this for my business. Can you share how you work with people and how you help them with this? Yeah. So I have a a few different ways. If you do want just kind of like basics to get started, if you're, you know, somebody like me that just wants to do it yourself. I do offer a Google Analytics audit where I can essentially help you get it all set up, tell you, it, you know, how are you using it, how you should be using it and making those adjustments. So we do have an audit option. I do offer VIP days where we can dig into your numbers. We can build out a couple of different dashboards so that everything is automated for you and you don't have to do anything with it. You can just open the page and see your numbers yourself. And then of course I do work with clients on a retainer basis where we can go through different projects. If you have multiple launches coming up in a year, then we can work on building dashboards for each of those. So there's quite a few different ways that you can work with me just depending on what you need. And if there's something that you need that I didn't mention, then you know, there's no rules. Let's figure it out. (laughs) Reach out. And where do people find you? Oh, you can find me everywhere. You can find me on my website, rochellevialta.com. I'm also on Facebook and you can find me on Instagram as well. At all the same names, right? We'll have the links in the show notes. So my name has an absurd amount of L's in it. And I'm so sorry. I blame my husband, but most of my handles are Rochelle Vialta VA. So perfect. And one of my favorite things that I always share with people is you, I don't think you've done one yet this week, but usually you do a little monthly or weekly stir the pot story on Instagram. So if you get your feelings hurt easily, don't join that. But if you like a little bit of drama in your week, Rochelle will ask you your opinion about something and then tell you why you're wrong. If you don't agree with her a hundred percent, like, I don't know why we are bringing back low rise jeans, but they need to go in the trash. I'm just, I don't understand high rise jeans for life. What other crap have we talked about? Was there a crunchy versus soft cookie conversation? Wait, I don't remember this. There's so many different things either way. I love to stir the pot because as I have said multiple times, there's no rules in life. And I don't know why we're forced to think one way or another, but I'm going to challenge that. And then I'm going to have you question as to why you think that. 
and why you aren't thinking the way that I'm thinking. <laughs> it's like when I made the post about people who don't sort their laundry at all, like oh, even God. a little, like the towels are with the delicates, are with like the work clothes. And I have never had so many comments and conversation as I did with that post. Honestly, what is wrong with people? Like if you don't sort your clothes or people who leave chapstick in their pockets, like my husband. (laughs) Yes. Same. I tell my whole family, there's just something about, I don't want to go through people's grubby, dirty pockets. And when the kids were little, yeah. Cause they collect a thousand little trinkets. And so I'd pull those out lovingly and see like what kind of, you know, things they had gathered like a raven out looking for a snack. But when my husband puts stuff in the laundry, I'm like, if it goes in the bin, I'm assuming that you have checked all the things and I will not be rechecking those things. It has led to quite a few uh, chapstick and Sharpie incidents, however. (laughs) It is like you have read my mind and I have said these things out loud. I know, but I'm, I'm sorry. If you ruin my clothes with your chapstick, then it is only valid that you hand over the money so that I can replace said clothes with your money. That is the cost of doing business with me. You expect me to do the laundry. I expect you to clean out those pockets. (laughs) Hey, listen, you're married, right? It's our money, (laughs) our money, but it does come directly out of your paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my friend, this is a delight as I knew it would be. And I thank you so much for sharing about all things, numbers and metrics. And I think you were able to talk about everything in a way that hopefully is not too scary for people. Just give it a try. And if you get stuck or have questions, like you're out there on the socials, you're out there accessible for, you know, lots of different paid offers. So you can reach out and and have the, the resources and support you need. Yeah. And I'm more than willing to answer a question. I have so many people who pop into my, you know, DMS on Instagram and they, or just, they just have a quick question. Like, yeah, let's figure it out. Let's problem solve. Because even if I don't have the question or, you know, I don't have the answers, like maybe I want to (laughs) know and I want to figure out what the problem is. So either way, let's find a way to work together and, you know, don't forget, keep it simple. We'll figure it out. Well, thank you, Rochelle, for hanging out with me. Thanks for being here and thanks for being you. Thanks for having me. It's always a blast. And you know what time it is. If you're looking to hire for your business and you could use some support, I have a free workbook for you that takes you through a vision and values exercise, a time study, and it also has a spreadsheet for tracking all of the information you gather that you'll be able to turn over to your new team members, your current team members, and start getting organized and get time back in your day and in your life. You could find the freebie at julietraining.com backslash starter kit. The link is in the show notes. And once you're on the mailing list, you not only get emails when the new podcasts drop, but all the other crazy fun things we're doing in the business, like in April of 2022 with our audio summit. So if you want to be the first to know about stuff like that, definitely come check it out. And I thank you so, so much for listening.